FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome in, folks, here on the Believe in FCS football podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined, joined by Sean Anderson, my former teammate, former roommate at the University of Rhode Island. Sean, how are you doing today? Did, did you like me not doing the count-in because you decided to mock Oh, are we on? Is that what it is? Yeah, we we're on, on because oh, you started Oh, he didn't give me the, the count-in, count so I didn't, I, I didn't know if we were actually on or not because I didn't get the 3-2-1. Well, you counted us. You technically counted, counted us in. Are, are there more intruders coming into your room? No, Can I just you have, Something is... No, no one's in my room. Just things are falling. Is there an earthquake in Virginia? Well, no, there are just noises on? around me. Okay. I don't know. It's a ghost. It's paranormal. I did not like anything that just happened in the last twenty seconds, especially not you giving you not giving me the count in. You counted us in. It doesn't. You already did it when you were mocking. No, me. I didn't. So then, then I was that, like, that you, doesn't count. You you mocked me and did three, two, one. So I okay. I just let's get to the, the water cooler. Does that mean we're going to start the water cooler right now? No, because we have things to do and oh, and okay. To talk about. Yeah. So you uh, see how I, see how much sense that makes. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so today's episode. Guys, we're going to be talking about um, the nonsense that happened with two top teams. They're constant reshuffling at the top five of the FCS, even the top 10 of the FCS, specifically talking about Eastern Washington and South Dakota State. We're going to take a, a, a broader look at who we think deserves to be number one, as well as recapping that Weaver State Eastern Washington game. Uh, we're also going to touch on Rhode Island because we, we kind of have to. If we don't, then we would just be doing a bad, uh, bad job if we weren't. So we're going to get to that. Before we do this, Sean, can you just tell our, our listeners about Bet Online? Oh, can I do? Uh, you know what? No, you, you did preview me into that uh, correctly. So, yes, I can tell them about that. I did, I did do it correctly. Decent week. Went up to Lambeau, put all my money on the Packers. And guess what I did? I won. And even though hey. uh, Washington lost, uh, I'm sitting there thinking, man. Still won some money sitting here, eating a bunch of tube meat, drinking a bunch of beer, winning money, betting against the home team. That's right. Uh, home team for me, not where I was at. Uh, we're back and better than ever at Bet, on, bet Online, a new web well, interface. Can I, can I cut you off for a second? You love picking against the team that you're supposed to be rooting for. That's all I have to say. We're, we're going to we're going to address that on Joe, the second episode this week. The uh, the emotional hedge is a great thing in sports, and I know a lot of our listeners understand that. You bet against your team. If Rhode they lose, Island you win lose. money. You still picked Rhode Island. I didn't lose. want them to. Do you think I wanted them to? And you beat me this week. You would have tied me this week if you. No, no, no. You still would have beat me this week. But you still beat oh. me this week with that pick included. You went nine for ten, by the way. Not oh, howdly doodly. I am. Of course, I did because but I am. You should I'm feel good about best. it because you I'm picked the best. Villanova. You dick. <laughs> Continue the read. No, no, no. You shouldn't Let's be go. celebrating that. You shouldn't Why be not? celebrating Why can't that I because be? you picked against your team, your school, your alma mater. You picked against them in we order jinx to accomplish everybody that. that we pick. We jinx everybody that we pick. You are just a, a bad Hey, maybe you don't lose 44 to nothing. How about that? Damn, you're going in hot. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? I mean, what yeah, is that? Not a, wrong. Is that not I, wrong. I mean, come on. You're not wrong. How many 84 to 7 things do we hear? Comments do we have? Oh, you're from what school? What? Uh, yeah, Rhode Island. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, 84. Yeah, I was at that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. You threw a streamer at me. 
All right, go yeah, ahead. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's that? How's that feel? You know, you know that, that we understand how the how these things go better than anybody. What? What? Are, uh, am I doing a read still? Bet online. Yes, you're doing a read. The world's longest bet online read. I didn't cut me off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you think that was my choice? Oh, oh thank oh. you. Okay. Bet online is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Can you tell it's a new read they sent over? Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website <laughs> to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe 50 that's bleav five zero to receive your bonus. That's something I added myself uh, to all the listeners out there to make it easy for them to understand and use the code. They don't say spell out believe 50. That's something that I do because I care about you and you getting your bets in and you winning some money from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the games uh, bet online where the game starts. <laughs> Nice. I said sports. I, I'll give Alex a pass for the the read not being entirely updated because he's uh, he's doing some some acting stuff this week. He's on. What? Uh, you know he's an he's an actor, and so he's doing some. I he explained it to me, but I'm definitely going to. Well, it's part of the charity stripe, guys. Alex is a, a part of the charity stripe. Oh, he does the TikToks with them all. Also, I don't think he does. That was but a joke. he does like he does like choreographing type stuff for like uh, sports scenes or something like that. He was telling me. Yeah, he kind of is like an extra. That's there's a there's a fantastic SNL skit about that. I think I might have sent you that. I you, if you didn't, I, I would like you to send me that after. That's great. By the way, before we get into the water cooler, Sean, I have to say that there is now this reoccurring bit from our listeners uh, that you're not aware of. They keep sending me links to ring lights. I I hope you know that. Can you please buy some better lighting? It's ten dollars. I have had multiple $10 ring lights sent to my inbox. Can I buy you one, please? If I bought you one, would you use it? A I'm ring light? Of, no. I'm, I'm just going to get a lamp. The lamp. Ring light stink. Lighting. It just because you don't want to be a, a, a TikToker. You don't want to look like an influencer. That's the only reason why. What, am I getting Midwesterner <laughs> Joe here? Is that what I'm getting? <laughs> I'll explain my ring light theory, Joe. I'm going to need you to add what I'm sending you now into the potential hack of the week candidates. I, for the first time ever, somebody reached out to me personally instead of Joe, unless this guy reached out to Joe as well. But at least take a look at it and see if that should be a candidate. I didn't want to leave him off because he did not respond to your tweet. Ring lights stink. Ring lights are awful. I don't do uh, makeup. I don't uh, need a mirror in front of me all the time. I think that's how they operate. You get a mirror and you get a, a light around it. I mean, that's what I've seen from I got two sisters. They have the lights and they got the mirror and they do it that way. So I don't feel the need to get a ring light. Also, you, you realize that most it is like become an industry standard now that if you produce stuff from home, oh, that's yeah, what they send people is ring lights. That's all they send because it's it's a modern piece of technology that properly lights your face without entirely blinding you. Otherwise, have you it, heard the audio it, from the industry standard. Have you heard what they put out? That's, also, that's uh, true. While we're doing a little bit of housekeeping, I need to get with the VO guy. With I got Brian? a script. Yeah, I got a script for him. Okay, let me ask Brian. He was right. under the weather this past week. We're oh, off the rails okay. already. We're seven Jeez, minutes. What in. are we talking about? Ring off lights? Rails. Yeah, I'm not Water cooler. Water cooler. We're going to get to the damn water cooler. I'm tired of listening to you bitch about 
Spring oh, Woods. okay. Guys, you want to get spicy please, today on the show, huh? Please, our listeners, Sean's DMs are Send open. them all. Send please them all to Joe. Stop sending me the links send to the ring lights. Send them all to him. The Make him buy me one. How about that? Make him buy me one. No, send them to Sean until he buys a ring light. That's what we're going to do here. I got to buy a mask. <laughs> all right. Let's pull up to the water cooler. Let's get some water. Welcome to the water cooler. Sean, we have to address the first thing in the water cooler, but did you see that our alma mater, the University of Rhode Island Rams, they had a, a really important game this weekend. They traveled all the way down to Philadelphia, a game that was actually hyped up uh, to a good extent, which justifiably so. It was an important one for if they won, it would keep them in contention to potentially win a CAA title. It would keep them in strong consideration to make the playoff. As long as they played close in this game, they would have been uh, considered a playoff team. Yet the University of Rhode Island decided to travel all the way down to Philadelphia, not with the Patriots playing this time, let that be known, and lose 44 to nothing. 44 to nothing. They lost to Villanova. And Villanova's a good team. They're not 44 to nothing better than a ranked team. So what does it say about Rhode Island? I have a theory. They all went to Pat's Cheesesteaks the night before and got a bunch of diarrhea and couldn't play properly. Get that bit. I'm skipping over that bit. Regardless, it, why it, are you skipping over I'm that? Address, I'm not addressing that bit. I'm just not. I don't want. The, I don't want to talk about that on this show. <laughs> We're not talking about cheesesteaks on this show. No, it was a you know a Dealion family thing. You know that's all. You know we're not. We're not. We're not doing that. That's it's the funniest joke I've ever told. Joe has no sold it, and now <laughs> I need the listeners to understand. I told a, a, a Furman joke a while ago. Joe Joe no sold that. That's the funniest joke I've ever said on this air, on, on this show. Joe is so <laughs> tilted by it that he cannot, he can't, he can't handle it. I, I don't want that joke you made to the, the the context behind it to be public knowledge. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep that because I can't, I can't entirely ver. I am yet to actually 100% verify the validity of it. I'm oh, you're going, such a liar! I'm only going off the word of family members. I'm just gonna leave it. At oh, that. I ought to. Oh, I got some calls to make after this show Go ahead and make some phone calls every got- family member has verified it but i am yet to find proof uh, uh anywhere else all right uh, regardless the game uh bloodbath uh we were actually when me and my dad were whatever we were doing driving down uh to to title town it was checking the score in the car and then you see the tweets oh you know andre black it forces a, a fumble and they get it on villanova's 19 like oh yeah here we go maybe and then check the score it's 24 nothing oh my god it's only the first half and it gets 44 nothing i'm like oh it's a bad week it's not good no one's gonna ever, ever say it's good and every team has them you know the bills lost to the steelers right the titans lost to the jets it happens mm-hmm. but it needs to be more competitive not only for just the score visually, but actually, no, for that, for the playoff committee, yes. for the voters, it, it is imperative. You can lose to Villanova. Villanova is a very good team. They're a top five team. Would you disagree? No, no. They're a top five team. You can lose to them and still make the playoffs. Yes. Losing 44 to nothing completely disestablished. It, it, oh, it destroys all of your credibility that you've built up in the first five weeks of the season. You lost to Towson. It happens. Two lost teams can make the playoffs. We've seen three lost teams make the playoffs before. It's okay. But you cannot lose 44 to nothing because that just compl- – and they know it too. And I know Ivory sometimes listens. We have other people that listen. 
So it, it's just that's that's just us putting it out there. Like, ah, we really wanted it to not be. We don't do the Homer bit either, right, Joe? We try our best not to. Right. Well, we do do it. We're not just as disappointed. Bad as if, yeah, it's you know, it's, it's just because we know what they can do. Frustration. And yeah, I, I and I honestly, so I, I'm hoping that it's it's it, it's not really something that's correctable at this point because there's no they, they've already dug themselves into a hole. They've already established a really strong start to the season. You cannot come back from a 44 nothing loss. They would need the remaining seeds or just the remaining uh, unseeded teams rather that make the playoff to completely collapse and have a bunch of bad losses. They, they, they will be lucky to make the playoff in my eyes. They need to uh, win out. They need to win out. But like, I don't even know if that's enough. 44 uh. to nothing is something that is just going to be an ugly mark on the game, and I, and I know it was raining in this one. Um, and, and I'd, there was, I'd say this: I'd say the Delaware the Delaware win uh, negates the Towson loss, right? So then we're looking at yes. one bad loss. I'd say that then that's how just that's just my caveman approach to the playoff. I know there's a, a bunch of different things, and that's how it works. And I don't want to spend the whole show talking about this game because we have yeah. a lot of other stuff to break down. But they need to win out. And if we do have any people from Ryan listening, I- I'd be surprised because no one voted for us to go to a game there uh, this last year. Oh, yeah. Not a <laughs> single person voted for us to come I, come I, home, which is I, so di- most of my followers are Rhode Islanders. I thought not I anymore. Thought, I thought maybe I get a text from Shane. Yeah. yeah what the heck? Maybe people were just so like, uh, like, wow, know. they're not going to just come to Rhode Island. Maybe that's what it was. I don't I don't think anybody likes us. I think I everybody know. that knows us is tired of our shtick. And they say, we well, don't want that here. If we're being so, real, we were pretty big dicks <laughs> about some things when we were there. So it is what it is. People hate it was, this. Uh, some of it might have been a little validated, but some of it, you know, the athlete ego thing. You know, it's oh, hard yeah. to get past that sometimes. Yeah, and I, I, I'm cool with sticking with it. Sean, can you tell us about the – this is a two-parter. Can you can you tell us about the next thing that our, we might have missed? Well, speaking of our upcoming trip, I hope this doesn't spurl it, uh, but South Dakota had a bad weekend. Spurl it. <laughs> um is <laughs> stink on ice. Um South Dakota uh, South Dakota loses to Illinois State 20 to 14. He you try to give me the giggles and lambast this show every single week. And I, I do my best not to let you. Then South South Dakota State loses to uh UNI 26 to 17. Form uh, formidable opponents, not bad losses. Rhode Island loses in either of these games. I'm okay with it. You know, it's not a terrible look, but for the state, you know, you're sitting there like, ah, South Dakota was pretty, playing pretty, pretty good. And South yeah. Dakota State thinking, oh, here we go. You know, Jack Rabbit's going to see him, ready to see it, you know, all juiced up. And now it's like, oh, all right, you and I, you and I just decided to step up for whatever reason and start scoring above 20 points. I, whatever the meetings are where you and I says, we're not going to score more than 20 points every week unless we're playing a top 10 team in the nation. I'd love to be a part of it to see what they're doing. <laughs> I would love to be a part of it to see, hey, how'd you get over 20 points this week against a better opponent? What, what was it? What was it? And how can we replicate this? If I was the AD, I would be livid seeing them score 26 points. I, I don't care about the win. Scoring that many points against any team after seeing their uh, what they do, frustrating. Yeah, the, the irrigation in South Dakota must be uh, must have been messed up last week, which which led to this this loss. Something in the water. Guys are apparently down. Oh, uh, the irrigation. South Dakota loss is is disappointing. Yeah, that was a weird bit. Uh, Get your taters ready. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. See, I titled the episode that I, I did. I, I was I, mad about it. 
<laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Regardless, the the South Dakota loss I'm I'm less upset about. It, it, it's it's a game where I think we just assumed that they were going to win because Illinois State's been okay this year, but good enough to spoil some things. And they did exactly that against the South Dakota team that was surging that we had high hopes for. But South Dakota State, on the other hand, they had that loss to, to SIU. I can't believe that they they lost to you and I also, man. I thought that they were going to finish out the season strong and maybe be good enough to be seeded because their one loss was against one of the best teams in the country. But no, I think that kills it a little bit for me. They're still going to make the playoff, yeah. Uh, as long as they they're going to win out. But uh, you, you need two to losses last games. year, I thought, right? Going into the uh, playoffs, I've, or did they I only have one? I don't want to say definitively if if they did or not. Uh, Sean, did you happen to see the uh, the brutal the brutalization? Of uh, the Blue Hose, our, our friends at Presbyterian. <laughs> Yet again, these guys just don't want to play when they when they go out there against these uh, these. You know what it is? FCS it, teams. It's the Savannah Bananas. That's what it is. They're trying to play a different game, and everyone else is playing football. That's what it is. The Savannah Bananas can beat up on whatever other quadruple A, uh, you know, eighteen U team that they want to play. Whenever it's time to play real ball, you know, we're gonna see how it really goes with their crazy overtime rules and all that. That's where again for Presbyterian, and it's entertaining. I'm sure you know, going for it on every fourth down, not punting, having that crazy ass coach. It's fine. People will call him crazy until he revolutionizes the game. I think that you only revolutionize the game until you once you start uh, working. Um, laterals into the game and being able mm. to to pitch back after uh after receptions and such and running backs being able to pitch back what i whenever that happens i think it'll be re- revolutionary i think damon amendolara had that take about 10 years ago i think which is pretty uh, and, stupid and it's stuck with you think it's stupid okay I think just wait stupid. well you didn't let, let me share the score though so Presbyterian oh, lost go. to san diego 69 to 28 so that's a <laughs> uh, i mean another burger there on the scoreboard do you think they let up 100 if they played like a North Dakota state or, or no, uh, if they played Eastern Washington, is that a hundred pointer? Yes. I, I want to see that. Can no coach the, would allow it to go to a hundred points ever, but it's, that's pretty damn close. Wait, let me, I want to pull up this remaining schedule. Okay. I mean, so they the, must have given up th- uh, over 200 points within the last three games. So to answer that question, okay, I, I want to recap their season really quick. They okay. beat St. Andrews 84 to 43. They beat Fort Lauderdale 68 to 3. They then followed that up with a 72 to nothing loss to Campbell, a 63 to 43 loss uh, to Dayton. Uh, <laughs> uh, they lost to Moorhead 38 to 30. So that's their one game, good game. Uh, Davidson, they lost 70 to 35 and then 69 to 28 this past 70. weekend to San Diego. They have Stetson, Valparaiso, Marist, and St. Thomas of Minnesota remaining. I think on the top of my head, that's over 300 points given up through the season so far. I don't, I don't know how that is just, they're on pace. Uh, they're on pace to average. I think, what is that? 50 points a game. If, if everyone else scores, yeah. that is bonkers. I love how like important things happen in FCS football, but we still take the time to talk about Presbyterian giving up 69 so points. So frustrating. Sean, the, these last two things are really important. So um, I, I, I'm going to lead in on these just to, to hit to them. So oh, what does that mean? <laughs> what <laughs> Shut the up hell does listen. that mean? All right, I'll <laughs> kick my feet up here. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Ahead, teach me something here. The, these go to, these go together and I, and, I, and I want to, I just, I want to get into them. Those my point. JMU 
is connected to the Sun Belt in their expansion. Last week at the end of the week, uh, we did an episode with Jack Fitzpatrick, who was fantastic with the JMU Sports uh, News, and he gave us a lot of really good information. It sounds like that is pretty much finalized at this point. Bill Connolly has been following this story. All these teams were leaving the Sun Belt, so the Sun Belt needed to make some moves, which is a really good, fun conference that plays in that that lower southern part of like North Carolina, uh, Georgia. That's where a lot of those teams are. And JMU is the team, justifiably, that has been linked to be a replacement school. And I thought that this was a perfect fit. They get to play against some other former FCS schools that have been successful at the FBS level, App State, Coastal Carolina. I'm very happy about this one, Sean. I, I think that this is exciting. It is always going to be promising to see FCS programs move up. It's disappointing on our end to no longer to be able to cover James Madison. But uh, here is what is basically sounds like a lock for them to move to the Sun Belt. Yeah, it's not a... um. It's not a terrible conference to be in. Uh, I mean, Coastal Carolina, obviously, last couple of years has been ranked uh, nationally. Uh, Louisiana, Raging Cage has been ranked nationally. I think last year they they might have peaked at like 21, I, I think. Uh, regardless, like it's, a, uh, it's a good conference. It's competitive, and they can go in there and immediately be competitive. And then a lot more scholarships available to be able to do this and that. It, it, it's fine with me. I, I, people have been asking for it and clamoring for it here in Virginia for a while um, maybe this will satiate them. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll get them. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not a lateral move by any means. We just know what the CAA brings to a team in a conference. But if the time has come, the time has come. You know, they got a big stadium, big fans, big fan base, send players to the NFL. It makes sense. It just does. You know, they have an infrastructure that's built mm -hmm. uh, well. So when you have that, why not expand and, you know, get a little more money? And we knew that they were on this trajectory. They were always a good program, but then like the last decade, there was a fat emphasis on build the hell out of the stadium, upgrade the facilities. We're going to pour everything into this. And it's a perfect school for it because the at the FCS level, as we know, fans are not always that committed. Like, okay, so here's an example. I, when I first got out here, I was talking to some uh, to Los Angeles, talking to somebody who went to Furman. And I was like, oh, you guys have a really good football program. And their response is like, we do. And so there, like, there are programs where people don't really follow the football teams, even though they're good. But James Madison has that that rabid fan base like Coastal Carolina, like App State. So I think, I think it's a perfect fit. So the, the wake of this Conference realignment has really screwed Conference USA because all these Conference USA teams are just leaving. And Conference USA has always been the worst conference in FBS. And it's Frankly, I think worse than some FCA. I, I think if you put like the Missouri Valley Football Conference against the Conference USA, I think that they win in a head-to-head -head tournament. If you had Ooh. to do something like that, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a hot take. Uh, you hot look at take. the remaining teams. You look at the remaining teams right now. It, it really would not take much for that to happen. It's a pretty hot take there. But right now, CUSA is in desperation mode, where they're probably just going to offer anybody that's willing to come. They're trying to get Liberty, which probably won't happen. It seems like Liberty's trying to actually get a good offer. Are they going to get death then? They're going to get what? Patrick. Oh, oh. took me a second. I, I don't. <laughs> Can we end the show? Can I just, yeah. I need to take, I need to, I need to go sit down. That was, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Ugh, that's I'm silence. Take a deep breath. I'm take that's a deep silence breath. speaking volumes right now. I'm going to take Ooh. a deep breath and we're going to continue. They try oh. to get Liberty. Apparently, they might get UConn and UMass, which speaks to the 
Oh boy. Level of disparity and the desperation that this conference has. But there were some FCS names I saw thrown out there, and I'm probably missing some because I, I was scouring for it, and there's so many freaking different names that it's hard to keep track of which ones are the most relevant. The two that I, I remember seeing the most recently, I think I saw Sam Houston mentioned in there. Missouri State, which makes sense because of um, Bo Pelini, who was previously the Louisville head coach. You can see that transition. It makes sense. But the one that pissed me off, and even the athletic director of this school made it public that they're going to make a push for it, is that Tarleton State was thrown into the conversation. And this to me was like, okay, this is a bunch of crap. Because this is exactly what we talked about last week. That the teams with the athletic directors that have the relationships established are always going to get the leg up in these situations. And I am thankful, and I honestly think that a school like North Dakota State or like Eastern Washington or a South Dakota State that's a good football program wouldn't stoop to the level of Conference USA that they'd be willing to join it and they'd rather just wait. But Tarleton getting the FBS invite already, it doesn't sit well with me. They're, yeah, they would have been in the FCS longer than we've been doing, or shorter than we've been doing this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't like that one bit. What dues have they paid? Are they good? Are they, they're not good. No, I don't. I don't. They're not I a ranked team. They're, what I they haven't heard. USA. I haven't heard a damn peep about Tarleton State. I the entire we have not, season. I Looks check like, every score. I, I have not seen one Tarleton fat player stat line that has been close to being on fat stats. They are currently only beating sub FCS schools. They don't even have a full. FCS schedule and they're being considered an FBS program again it is simply based on the connection and uh, honestly go go ahead Conference USA there's a reason why your conference is a joke go for it I'm not trying to diss Tarleton I'm not trying to diss them oh okay go ahead go ahead diss them they stink (laughs) they they came up from D2 and now Somehow they're just going to say, oh, we're too good for FBS or FCS. Oh, I, I, oh no. Actually, Joe, I'm tripping because uh, they beat South Dakota State last year in the finals, so they can go up, right? Oh, no, wait. No, no. They, they, oh, but they lost in the first round of the playoffs, right? Oh, wait. No. They, did, they, did they not make the playoffs? <laughs> they, they, they didn't make it? Is that what I'm, I'm getting worried? Oh, they didn't make the playoff, but how would that happen? You know, wouldn't, wouldn't going up to single, you know? Wait, no. Oh, no. They stink. Oh, it's a dumpster fire. Oh, and now they're going to... How desperate could CUSA be if that's if that's really the case? Well, Charlatan's... Oh, boy, let me get some... They do some have... Here. They do have a... The, the most defiant win out of any FCS program in the last year, which is a 43-17 to win over New Mexico State in their first ever FCS game in the spring. Bro, Apparently that Montana was enough. beat Washington. That's no man. That New Mexico State win is a big deal. You got to take that seriously. Are you doing a bit? I'm you're doing, doing a bit. bit. Of I'm course you're doing. I let, I couldn't see your face because I'm 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 doing some reading here because uh, you're in the dark, dude. Oh 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 no, Joe. They they oh they lost to Eastern Kentucky twenty to three. Oh, that's not too bad. Oh, uh, they beat New Mexico Highlands forty to twenty one. That's a big one. Mm. They beat Fort Lewis fifty four to seven. 
They came close to beating Stephen F. Austin. They lost 20 to 10. Oh, they kept it close to Southern Utah. They lost 40 to 35. Yeah, that's um that's awful. Uh, oh, they yeah. play Sam Houston State this week. Put him on we, they're on fat they're on FC estimates. And the, the, the next week they are. They are or next okay. show. They're on FC estimates. Please walk on radio, guys. Please make an example of them. Please, 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 please. please, please, please. And don't uh, Sam Houston, don't go to Conference USA. We don't associate with them. We don't we don't like Conference USA. I'd be cool with it. Over Tarleton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Sean, let's uh let's get to our headline this week. So I, I want to quickly touch on the Weber State Eastern Washington game, but I want to have a broader discussion here on who the heck are, are the actual real top dogs in the FCS right now? Because it is impossible to figure it out. I'm done trying to be definitive. It's impossible, but we'll tr- we'll, we'll give it a shot. Um this Weber State Eastern Washington game though. Weber State wins 35 to 34. And the most glaring stat line, I don't need to read a single other stat line from any other player. Eric Berrier somehow got bottled up. 19 for 39, 245 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. He also rushes for 85 yards and a touchdown. And the only reason why that they lost, because... Eric Berrier put the team on his back. He had no open receivers. He was trying to do everything. He had nobody to get the ball to. They couldn't run the ball. Everything was locked down. Credit to Weber State, who continues to frustrate the living hell out of me because every time I try to tell them that they are done, they decide to say, no, we are not. But they lost. If you didn't see this, folks, they were down by two scores. They come back. A bunch of great plays happen. Eric Berrier is... Back to Eric Berrier things. And the freaking kicker on the game-tying touchdown is handed the layup extra point that any kicker is more than capable of doing. The ball comes in. Snap is fine. I believe the laces were out. And Buddy shanks it. I'm not even going to validate this dude by looking up his name. But how the hell do you miss the most important kick of the season against a team that you're supposed to be beating. They lost single-handedly because of that. I I hope that's not too aggressive. It's not. It was a, it, it was a fluky game. Uh, Weber state had some tricks up their sleeve. They schematically were getting a lot of pressure on Barry a uh, throughout the game. Uh, the, the defensive backfield field for Weber state matched up very well against Eastern Washington, really apparently. Well. And that's just the team that they were looking for uh, to get them, uh, I guess, going again, even though they gave up 34 points. Uh, regardless, the kicker missing the kick. I'm not going to beat them up too much because that's what everybody does with the kickers. You win the game without having to rely on that. We're all good. Uh, the The concept of, of losing that game in that fashion is frustrating given that it really was – a one man, one man versus eleven, and it, we're not making this out to be a Berrier suck fest every every week. He's just phenomenal, and this is what we're going to do. I remember Trey Lance, and when he was at the FCS level, we would how would you not talk about him in this in this fashion? And uh, it's a it's frustrating because as soon as we think we have the landscape of the FCS and who's really going to be taking it and who's going to be going to the playoffs, something like this happens, and you're just sitting there like, oh, what, what's this mess on our hands that we have to navigate? Yeah, we got some hack takes about how Eastern Washington's just going to completely 
collapse and fall apart. But uh, it's frustrating to figure this stuff out. And I think you described that game perfectly where in a game that they, they realized, all right, we're going to literally shut every option down and we're going to tell Eric Berry, try to beat us because they didn't really even have much of a pass rush. Like it felt like they weren't really getting after Barrier to an extent where like guys were coming in unblocked and he was getting popped and they were blitzing him. They dropped freaking everybody, which is kind of the uh, Iowa state defensive approach that worked last year and works for them, from them when they play the, these high, highly prolific offenses that put up a lot of yardage and numbers. That was the approach. It's drop as many guys as you can play really, really good coverage. Just let this athletic, smart, talented quarterback stand there and overthink the hell out of things. And that's kind of also the approach we're seeing with with bottling up Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. And it's it's what you have to do when you're when you're dealing with the best player in the country. They did it really well. This is a well-coached football team. And I'll admit, I was a bit too negative on Weber. No, they did I, it well I, enough to be tied with Eastern Washington. Yes, yes. That's, that's not, actually a good point. They did, they it, did it well to, enough to get to to tie. All right. Yeah. So if we're talking about credit and what's due, uh, a fluke kick away, we're in overtime, and I think we can guess who would have won that game. Oh, so, Eastern Washington so would have. It, they have the stamina to to completely outplay them in overtime. I'm immediately picking Eastern Washington. It, it but, show it shows to me, and I, I know you got a point just cooked mm-hmm. up, but it shows to me. Barrier was able to take the, the team from the from the clutches of, of, of defeat, rally them up, tie the game, get them to overtime, but it didn't happen. It just didn't happen, and now it's going to be a loss in their, in their column no matter what. Weaver State it should have been tied going in overtime. So if they're taking victory laps doing this and that, congratulations, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I can't I can't be too high on that, given, up, given that it was a, a 35. It should be a 35-35, and you also gave up 35 points in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the one thing I just wanted to close it out with, as somebody who was a former specialist, when I see a specialist make a stupid mistake like this, I'm going to lay into you harder than anybody. You don't miss those kicks. You can't miss those kicks. That is something that you drill in practice every freaking day. And if you can't do it, you shouldn't be playing. That is a mistake that you, you can't correct. If you do not have the mental fortitude to just hit a kick, in a, a, a layup, we're not asking you to hit a 50-yarder, dude. We're asking you to hit an extra point. We can't keep, we can't keep missing these kicks. That was just that was so disappointing to know that a specialist cost them that game. When Eric Berrier did everything that he could to put them back in position to win. What are you gonna do? Good win, Weber, I guess. Yeah, good win, Weber, I Ugh. guess. Sean, I, I just wanna I wanna wrap this up before we get to fat stats. Who do we actually believe? Deserves to be considered a top team. Princeton, <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> Six and zero oh, or whatever. Shut the hell, shut the hell up. <laughs> I, I, in all seriousness, though, I, I, this is now becoming very tricky to really figure out because we're we're getting these teams that have won loss that are starting to creep their way in. Kennesaw's coming all the way back. UT Martin, you see them creeping in. Jackson State, six and one. Um, you know, Montana state's looking really, really good, but I think if I had to actually pinpoint who really has caught my eye and who I think is actually the legitimate contenders, Sean, I, I, I'm throwing these names out there. Uh, Sam Houston state though, who, for whatever reason, keeps getting bashed despite them playing really strong so far, North Dakota state, another team that for some reason people continue to say is not a valid top team. 
they still deserve to remain in the conversation as one of the best. Southern Illinois has proved it, especially with that South Dakota State win. And then I'm also tossing in Villanova. I need the others to the remainder remainders to prove themselves. Uh, they're not uh, far off, but mm. I need them to prove themselves. I think Eastern Washington's proved themselves. I, I think they have as a true contender. That's that's who else I'll throw in there. Uh, they just have the best player in the country. So with that, but what if what if when they face in the playoff North Dakota State, who is a really good defense and a really well coached defense, that is going to do this is going to look up that Weber State film and do exactly what they did. They're not going to win the football game. I I beg to differ. I think both teams can learn from that situation. We forget that Eastern Washington can also learn from how they gave up 35 points to Weber and then also how they were bottled up to only 35 points. It's a big number. Yeah. I don't know. 35. You score 35 points in a playoff game. You score 28 points in a playoff game. I'd be content with that. I'd be content with that if I was any team. So look, I'm definitely, I definitely would have to include Eastern Washington into the true contenders list. I know they got the uh, the top four all solidified, but that's that's what I got. I think some of these other teams too will will prove themselves a little bit more. And it's we're, we're it's crazy to say at week eight, it's really tough to pinpoint. But I know that everyone loves to 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 just assume that North Dakota State and Sam Houston, despite them being undefeated, and and people want to claim that they had a a, a soft schedule i i don't think that's really true i i don't think it's very fair to, to assume that they're not that good they, they both have good defenses they're both strong strong teams so uh, we need to give them the credit where it's due i'm all in on both those squads and villanova really proved to me too this past weekend uh for beating up on our rams that they might be the best team in the caa this year it's possible it, it's definitely possible they also be jmu so you look at it you're like oh all right right pretty good pretty good series of wins they just had they're going to win out. I think that they're going to win out. So that then crowns in the top team in the CAA. We'll keep the we'll keep updating and sharing our thoughts on that stuff as the season goes on and we get closer to playoff time. But Chuck, can you uh, share with us some uh, some uh, some some fat stat? What the hell is this first fat stat that you put up? What the hell is that? <laughs> Read it. Read it. I cannot believe that you are hating on this list. It's a shorter list, as you had asked for. That first one is terrible. Just read it. Incarnate Ward's Cameron Ward. Incarnate Ward's Ward. 39 for 59. 455 yards passing. That's that's great. Step on me whenever you can. Two touchdowns passing and three interceptions. He obviously is the entire offense. And uh, that's pretty fat for me. You throw the ball 60 times, 400, you f- <laughs> four and a half, and then two touchdowns, three picks. That's the guy. <laughs> that's a pretty fat stat. That's just, that's just a stat that lets me know this is the, all they have. Uh, <laughs> next on the list, what's your big beef with that, Joe? The three picks and only two touchdowns. I don't it's like that ratio. Number, that's a fat number of picks. Uh, next on the list, Sacred Heart running back Malik Grant, 34 rush attempts, 186 yards, and two mm. touchdowns. Issues? Mm. No. Oh, okay, good. Uh, Jackson State wide receiver Malachi Weideman, uh next on the list. Nine catches, oh. 169 yards, oh. four touchdowns. Oh. You okay over there? Okay, or can I do my segment? You can do your segment. I can't hype him up. God. I don't. I, I, I'm reading, so I can't see your face. So you're just making noises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, just, it's just I'm looking at the dock. Yeah, I'm hearing. Oh. 
I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> you should be doing more of a Rick Ross. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. <laughs> uh, next on the list here, Stephen F. Austin, wide receiver, Xavier Gibson. I think it's his second time on our fat stats list this year. Congratulations. Yeah, his, name, his name looks familiar. Eight catches, 208 yards, two touchdowns. You get over 200 yards receiving. You're going to get some uh, consideration for this list. And finally, let's uh, wrap it up here. Central Arkansas, they faced Lamar this last week. Let's all remember this. They faced Lamar. Lamar. Running, ba- running back Darius Hale, 22 rushes, 253 yards, four touchdowns. We've had people ask why pick against Lamar. It's because they do stuff like this. 22 rushes, 253 yards, four touchdowns. That's That's got to be the winner. It's got to be the winner. Winner. People say that Lamar's not a running back, but Darius Hale definitely is with that stat That's, line. Okay. That's all right. Certified FCS hack of the week. We've got some good candidates this week. So Sean had a DM sent to him from uh, Dan, my man. Eastern Washington is washed. Hot take for the show. Eastern Washington will get shut out at Portland State on November 20th. So uh, wait, wasn't Portland State the team that Chris Hammond did that bit? I don't know why they're affiliated with all the, the hack, uh, but I like it. Like what? Also, I had to take a, a literal breather from your Lamar joke there. Um, it was a good joke. It was creative. You've never said anything that creative on this show oh, ever. Oh, my God. Check You've never tapes. said anything that creative ever. Check. The <laughs> I'll go that far. Um, for some uh, Portland State is is getting the. The Bill really Hader, Dan Cortez treatment right now. That's what he's getting. <laughs> that's what that's what they're getting. For whatever reason, that's the team that, that the listeners have locked on to as, if we say Portland State, maybe we'll get mentioned. You probably will. You it, probably will. It's just so random. It's, so it's stupid. Like, it'd be, it, it's funny when you do the UConn bit for FBS because they're a, a dumpster fire and those kids don't even want to be playing right now. But where did... Where did Sac State even come from? I just don't understand where that reference uh, uh, became. I a don't thing. know. Portland State. Portland State's just a. It's just all right. Oh, if Portland that's if that's we're going to use as our, our comedic fodder, mm. so be it. Good good work, Dan, my man. Uh, that is not the winner, though. Um, no, it is not. So I've determined that, and we we leaned into the, the issues, and we and we spoke on the Rhode Island loss. Uh, everyone this week decided to do the same bit. So. We've got a couple hacks, and we might be missing some because there were so many people that did the same freaking bit. So everyone who did the bit about Rhode Island, you're considered to be a hack this week. So the three ones that stood out to us the most. Colin Suttrick, surprise, surprise. Uh, you will be able to make an omelet with all the goose eggs that you or I will continue to receive. Does Yummy. it mean lay? Goose eggs, omelet with all the goose eggs that you or I will. You receive? Shouldn't he mean lay, not receive? Bad bit. Bad, bad joke. Bad boo. Hack. Um, ACAB for Cutie on Twitter. I think that's his, still his handle or his, his name on Twitter. Um, he made Tyler the claim, Cheek. You can call him by his name in case you I didn't know if he it. wanted to go by an alias or not, but that was previously his, his name on Twitter. Uh, fun fact Joe thought Tyler Cheek was in middle school and uh, didn't, didn't think he was, a, he, he didn't think that he was an adult uh, a couple years ago when You're, he was been. You You're know, I just dick. want to make that known. Just for You're everybody out there, Tyler You're Cheek, a dick. great <laughs> listener of the show, P1, uh, very helpful, very supportive. You're Joe a dick. thought that you were like an eighth grader when you You're first started listening. You're a dick. Why did you have to do that? Why did you have to air me? What did I do to deserve that? You I'm slipped going over to... fat stats. 
I'm going to remember something dumb that you've said. A thousand air. things. And Go I'm ahead. I'm shameless, it. brother. There's got to be something. He actually called me a couple times. I, I actually said, I think he's older than that. And Joe actually was adamant about saying, I don't think so. Stop it. And he couldn't tell that he was a grown man. Stop it. It's so disrespectful to him. Yeah, it is. It was a mistake. I didn't know. You could call him by his real name. He is, he is a friend of the show is what I am confident enough to call him. And then you you are going to give out his his you, like it's not like Stop. you can't say Tyler Cheek. Can you Oh my god. You know what? Reg- I, Hack of the week is Sean. No, what is that? You can't choose hack that. Hack of the week. No, I don't, I don't get to be hack of the week. Harry, no, there is a code that you have violated because you and I say stupid shit to each other because we make mistakes constantly to peel back the curtain. All the time. Constantly. You think stuff I know every FCS team? Everything stuff that we cut out of the show, too, that we make mistakes. Off air, it is constantly making Whoa. mistakes. Oh. We're not cutting my mistakes out of the show. Let's make that be known. I am as transparent a broadcast. I think we have had to before. I'm pretty sure that we. Okay, have if that has happened, it was very young. Have we done it in the last year? No, but we did okay. do it early on, and this mistake was early on. So you un. No, we were like a year in. Early, we uh, you just unearthed. We were like maybe two mis- years in, actually. You just unearthed an early mistake that I made because I didn't bother to actually check his profile and I went off of his profile picture and I'm sure Tyler that people say that you look young for your age I thought that you were, you looked younger it took me to literally find your linkedin to find out that you were He thought you were 12 impl- <laughs> Stop god You, you couldn't li- tell you couldn't tell by how he was tweeting us the, You were literally the worst <laughs> Sean's the hack of the week. I'm not reading any of them. I'm not hack of the week. No, I'm not. No, you don't get to pick because you just you, violated I the broadcast code. Friends of the show by the, you, you could call friends of the show by their names. That's what it is. He's a friend of the show. You violated the code of being a broadcast partner that when one of us makes I a didn't. mistake and it's off air, we don't address it on the show. You told your first girlfriend about me pooping my pants in the dining hall. Without giving without permission, so you want to talk about breaking the breaking down the the friendship barriers? I don't want to hear it. That's not what? something that leaves the bros. And then for some reason, I'm hearing about oh yeah, uh, she was laughing at that story. I'm like oh, I guess that's public knowledge for for her to be told before I okay, even said it, it on was, a show. That yeah. was a mistake. That was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake, <laughs> and I owned up to that mistake. Well, now you have the chance to own up. You you've also just owned up to your Tyler Cheek mistake. Fine. God, I hate you so much. We're almost at 50 minutes. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, his take was he made a take a couple weeks ago that Rhode Island is only winning two of their last five games, and he claimed that it is heating up. And then we had uh, Dustin Helton and, and Jamie Williams, who have been very nice to me the past week. I uh, spoke to both of them in the DMs, and they're both very, very friendly and had some good conversations. But we get, uh, we get Jamie coming in here. This is the worst one of them all, in my opinion. Rhode Island football is good, is his obnoxious take. Uh, and then Dustin Helton said, oh, I was going to do that one. So thanks, guys. Oh, thanks. double hack. Yeah, double, double hack there. The, the double team. These guys. Oh. Uh, is, uh, bad, bad bit. I, I'm still pissed at you. I'm still really pissed at you. I had a good thing with this setup that I had with the, with the hack Rhode Island takes. And you just. You, I'm posting a poll tomorrow, and everyone is going to decide if you're the hack of the week or not. 
No, 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 no. Forget the poll. No, I'm sure they will be. I'm sure they will choose choose that. Forget the poll. I started the the hack thing, so we could... Okay, go ahead. Forget the poll. Our listeners have been consistent after we publish episodes that they either DM us or they tag us in tweets by saying something that they thought of the show. So today's assignment for everybody who listened. If you agree with me that Sean should be the hack of the week, please tag both of us and say along the lines of, yes, Sean should be this week's hack of the week. And if you think that what I, me, in my actions in the last five minutes have been justified, uh, why don't you tag us and say that too? Because I think I know one person that will. (laughs) You you, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. What one person will? Probably Tyler Cheek. Oh. I thought you were going to say Colin. Colin doesn't like me, so Colin's going to do that anyways. I, just, I, I can't wait for the post-show meeting. I can't the, wait. The level of disdain. We This show started out as a 20-minute twice a week to this is now 50 minutes of shouting. Hitting and, our stride. And talking about poop. <laughs> that, 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 nope. is how- that was a one-liner. We didn't have a conversation about it. All right. We need to end this. I'm sorry, everyone, for who had to listen to this crap. Uh, It's a pretty good show, I thought. We're praying for you, as always. Uh, Subscribe. uh, Rate. uh, If you're not tired of us in our our, our endless line of just terrible bits. If you like that we're total idiots and meatheads, though, give us a positive five-star review. Thanks for listening. At Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. Don't follow us probably don't want to. Uh, goodbye.